Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. gentlemen, live from coast of the Carolinas by way of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This is the moment sports betting fans around the world have been waiting for. It's time! Introducing the Fistful of Cash! What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? You are tuned into the newest edition of the Fistful Cash Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dale Lippin, in here with the co-host of all co-hosts, Soup. What is going on? Nothing, really. Um, Final Four this weekend. MLB season kicked off. Um, The AAF is dead. Uh, So, a lot going on in the sports world. Yeah, so, all right, AAF is dead. Um let's uh let's camp there for a second so it's comeback season officially over yeah um the kid that was actually starting over him brandon silvers is i think he's working out for the jets this weekend so uh manzel i don't i the game that he came in his first game they came back and won but he didn't look good um he completed like one 35 yard pass uh, and got, I think his last game, he got, I think it was his last game. Yeah. He got absolutely wrecked and, uh, looked like he had baby legs trying to walk off the field. And there were three guys trying to carry him off and he had, he had no idea where he was at. Right. So, yeah, I just, you know, is, is, as a, as an electric player as he was in college, it's just professional football's not for him. It, it's not. He's not good enough. Um, I mean, it sucks because I like guys like like Baker Mayfield. You know what I mean? Guys who are electric in college and you know can translate that into the pro game. And I would have liked to have seen what Johnny Manziel, you know, if if he had the talent, where he could have taken it. Um, but I just I just don't think the ability is there to play at the next level. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I almost feel bad about being as right as I was about Johnny Manziel, you know, and I I didn't like him in college because I knew that everybody was hyping him up to be this amazing player, and I'm just looking at him going, you're getting bailed out by your wide receivers, you're not going to be able to translate this to the pro game, you're going to get wrecked. And it's just not going to work out. But everybody, oh, Johnny football this. Give him a Heisman Trophy, the whole nine. And I'm just looking at it going, this is not going to translate. This is not going to translate. And if I'm being totally honest, I'm worried for Kyler Murray. I don't I, I'm, I don't necessarily know that he's going to see as much success, uh, you know, or not even as much success, but I don't know if he's going to see as much or any success uh, on, on any really – tangible level uh at least not what he saw on on the collegiate level so he's well, another one i'm worried about the, the difference between kyler murray and johnny menzel is kyler murray is pinpoint accurate so kyler murray and i i know this comparison gets thrown around a lot and by no means do i expect him to be the caliber of russell wilson but he is a very 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 similar player um both with ba- uh, both with baseball roots um, they're both extremely accurate. They're both extremely undersized for quarterbacks and they both use their legs as not their number one option, but it's their number one threat with their ability to keep plays alive. I, right. I, I don't, there's not a bigger X factor in the NFL than Russell Wilson. Hey, the, yeah. the guy, 
I mean, he keeps so many plays alive because of his legs and makes so many ridiculous throws because he's able to keep a play alive for six, seven whole seconds. And that's, that's what I'm hoping out of Kyler Murray. Um, his size does worry me. One big hit. You never know. But uh, there, there's still a lot to be seen with him. Yeah, for sure. All right. So we don't have fights this weekend, but um, there is a lot going on in the MMA landscape that we should probably touch on. Um, I don't know if you saw it yet or not. Normally I text you with stuff like this, but did you see that Romero's out against Jacare? Yeah, pneumonia. <clears throat> yeah. That's no good. Yeah. So your boy, your boy Costa is uh, in the 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 rumor mill as being the replacement. So we might see uh, Costa versus Jacare potential title eliminator. You, you know what? <clears throat> that pneumonia is a cop out. My my twenty month uh, old daughter just had pneumonia, and eight days later she's running around like a mad woman. So I'm not buying it. I think he can still fight. I mean, he might be able to. He might be. I mean, but the other thing too is Romero's in his forties. Yeah, I know. So he's halfway. <laughs> he's halfway to death. So, um, you know, I'd like to see that. Um, your boy Platinum Mike Perry has got a a fight on that card as well, uh, taking on Alex Oliveira, which should be uh, an absolute fan uh fan favorite fantastic slugfest as long as it lasts i don't necessarily know that's going to last very long um i i really don't know how i even feel about that matchup i mean i think from a technical standpoint it might be mike perry might be the only person that alex Oliveira is more technical than so at least on paper i'll be anxious to see what the line's at i haven't looked at it uh, that might be an interesting play, but I, before we get too far into this, I want to congratulate you on your giant win against Edson Barboza. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I hung in there, uh, heaviest hands in the UFC. I mean, there's nothing I can do about it. It's just a God, God's gift to me. And I guess uh, so. Put him to sleep. That's just what I do. I'm the highlight reel. So what, what, you know what I mean. What I was really impressed by was your game plan to go out there and start throwing leg kicks at him right away yeah exactly take away his strength by showing him hey i'm here i can i can play your game but you can't play mine right. so it was like right. a like a reverse psychology mind trick on him and uh it worked it worked perfection so i appreciate that i will i will say though that when he was kicking you it appeared to be doing more damage than when you were kicking him, when you were kicking him well I, oh I, my gosh that was that was bait i wanted him to think that mm. those hurt you know to, to to sink him in and get him into my range and you know provoke a dirty boxing fight and uh you know i was standing at the end he wasn't so that's true how okay how oh. much do you think the eye poke played into that because uh, a lot's being made of that eye poke and it was yeah it, looking back at it it was a pretty yeah. bad poke yeah probably more than i'd like to admit um but <laughs> <laughs> um shout out to a friend of the program uh did you see i think it's june 6th Jordan Johnson's got his first PFL fight. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. I did see that. Yeah. Um, or wait, no, they announced who? Did they announce who it is? I saw he signed. Yes. But who, who yes. Um, give me one second. I was looking at it earlier. Dude, tell, me tell me it's Eddie Magalhaes. No. Oh, one second. Let me pull it up. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to reach out to him. We, dude, we've been circling around getting him on the show for forever. We got to get him on. We got to get him on. I think it's PFL Especially three. Nice. Is uh okay? Is the card and it is PFL three. We're looking at Jordan Johnson versus Maxim Grishin. That's a real person. That's a real per. Hey, 
Yes, sir. He's 34 years old. Okay. He's got a professional record of 28, 7, and 1. Uh, 14 knockouts. Been knocked out twice. Been submitted four times. Um, so he's terrible. So yeah. That's what we're going with. He's terrible. Okay. Well, thoughts and prayers yeah, to him because Jordan Johnson's well, going to put a pace on him. Yeah, I mean, he's got he's he's got he's got seven seven losses and six of and only one of them went to decision. So if he's going to go out, you know, he's going to. So it'll it'll be interesting. But yeah, good for him, Jordan. As I say, he's going to get a pace put on him, so uh, he's better be ready. Goodness gracious! All right, let's go over some fights that were announced since the last time you and I spoke. Just go over these real quick before we get into final four. Uh, John Jones versus. Uh, Maheta himself, Tiago Santos. Dude, I like this fight. I like this fight a lot. I think that Santos is the type of guy that might be able to pull off an upset just based off of sheer power and how unpredictable he can be. I think Santos's legs, leg kicks will be able to, I don't want to say control the pace of this fight, but I think he'll be able to uh, dictate the distance and um, I, it's hard to say keep John Jones in check because yeah. we haven't really seen that much. Um, but I, I, I do think it's an interesting fight. I still expect John Jones to win the fight, but uh, Tiago Santos has been doing nothing but putting in work for the past year. I mean, it's like yeah. the guy's fighting every sixty days. So, what do you think the rounds are going to come in at? Because I like <clears> this <throat> fight at anything under three rounds. I don't think it sees the start of the fourth round. Five round fight. <clears throat> yeah, it'll it'll probably be three and a half. You think three? Okay, yeah. then I'm playing the under for sure because I don't see it, man. I just don't see it. Santos does not have the gas tank for it. He he has shown time and time again that he does not have the gas tank, and John Jones does have a decent gas tank, and he's accurate. I uh, you know I think do do I think that Santos could win this fight? Yeah, but do I think he will? Probably not. But I like the under. If it's anything under four, I'm gonna play it. Yeah, I'm I'd, gonna play the under. I'd say it's probably it's probably gonna be it's probably gonna be three and a half. That, that that's my guess. In a John Jones fight, that's normally what you're looking at. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Probably three and a half. All right, Amanda Nunes, Holly Holmes. Yeah. Dude, can we? Can Holly Holmes rewrite the history books twice? I don't think so. It can't she? I don't. You don't, dude. I, I think. She, I don't think so, man. Oh, well, here's buddy. Mm, I don't. She's so much more technical than Amanda Nunes is. She is, but Rousey, Rousey was so one-dimensional, right? I mean, so given that same logic, if she avoids the power of Nunes and uses her kicks and keeps distance and attacks the body, imagine if she starts throwing side kicks to the body early, investing in the body work early, and trying to drag Nunes out as far as she can, and then gets in that wrestle-heavy mode like she did with. Uh, or she tried to do with Misha Tate before Misha Tate choked her out. But, you know, I think my personal opinion is Holly's a much more well-rounded fighter. Does she have one-punch knockout power the way Nunez does? No. But, I, dude, I think this fight is going to be a lot closer than people anticipate. I don't think that Nunez is going to run out there and snuff her like she did Cyborg, which is still shocking. Still hard to believe that that happened. Yeah, Holly Holmes coming in at a plus 250, so... Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like that line a lot. Is, I mean, that's for for somebody of her caliber to be at a plus two fifty, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, All right. So, John Jones and Santos, uh Tiago Santos is a plus three twenty right now. That's not bad. That's way better. Part- or it's he's um a lot smaller of a dog than uh, Anthony Smith was. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, that <laughs> Anthony Smith fight was so one-sided, man. Goodness <laughs> gracious. Um, So I unofficially broke the news on this show. I had no confirmation of this fight whatsoever other than thinking that it was the fight to make. But Henry Cejudo versus Marlon Moraes is official now as well since the last time we recorded. And Cejudo is a dog. Oh, boy. Plus 110. Marlon Marais coming in at a minus one forty. Can Henry Cejudo make us a ton of money three times in a row? Well, you... <laughs> can he make I mean, us a ton of money three times, dude? He has. I, I mean, I, you ain't wrong. I mean, two I, two times in a row for sure. 
Yeah. But at a plus 110, I don't even know if that's tons of money. I mean, it's not at a plus 400 like he was against Mighty Mouse. Yeah, but if I max bet him, which I might. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Speaking of which, shout out Karate Hottie for max bet winner last week. Thank you, Michelle Watterson. I appreciate that very, very much. So, Plus one twenty-five. I know. I know you don't. I mean, well, you just mentioned that you max bet uh, a women's yeah. fight. I know, but um, I know. <laughs> Jessica I coming in at a plus five fifty against Ooh, Valentina Shevchenko. Yeah, yeah. Plus five fifty, huh? <laughs> you know, I like. You know, I like Jessica I too. And you like uh, underdogs. And I love underdogs. I might. I don't know if I'm going to max bet that, but I might throw something on it. Even though I've explicitly said I need to stop betting on women's MMA, uh, that's that's a hard one to pass up. That's a hard one to pass up. Because on the feet, I think they're equal. I don't think we've seen the best version of Jessica I. Um, and I think we've seen the best version of Valentina Shevchenko. Um, if I think Valentina's way to victory in this fight, excuse me, is to get jessica eye to the ground uh she definitely has a superior ground game i think that's her i think that's her path to victory but do plus 550 on a fight it's okay especially in a women's fight where a finish is not likely you have no idea what's going to happen in between those five rounds and it's so hard to go out there unless you're talking about like the yoana Yo- and jaychik of old to go out there and put dominant 10, 9, and 10, 8 rounds out there, you could legitimately take a women's five round fight and make arguments to score it either way, one way or the yeah. other. Yeah. So just to, you know, throw a unit on it, just in the chance that 5.5 return, dude, that I mean, that's a very minimal investment for a very high rate of return. Uh, it's going to be hard to convince me not to do that. It's really going to be hard to convince me. Um, Another fight that they announced that I'm super happy about. Robbie Lawler's getting to run it back with with your boy T Wood. So uh we're gonna get to see what that looks like when Robbie Lawler doesn't get knocked out immediately right. in with the first punch that's thrown. So um dude, I think man, it's gonna be interesting to see how Tyron Woodley responds to an ass whooping like he just took from Kamara Usman. Um a lot of times we see fighters that catch a beating like that, like a dominant, just throttled me beating. They have a hard time bouncing back. They have an even harder time pulling the trigger because uh, they're so afraid of what's going it, to, it might happen again. I, dude, I, I like Robbie Lawler in this fight, man. I think he's got a, I, Rob, I think Robbie's going to come back with a chip on his shoulder uh, after the Ben Askren debacle. And, dude, I, I like Robbie in that fight, man. I think he's. I think. I think he'll make the requisite adjustments and take out and exact a little bit of vengeance on on your boy Woodley. But at the same time, don't you think we could see Tyrone Woodley of old after losing his belt? I mean, it's possible. It's, it's he, very. Possible. He's got to have some serious motivation. You know what I mean? He he went into that Usman fight completely expecting to roll through him and win that fight. So, and speaking of Ben Askren, they announced that uh, Ben Askren and Jorge Masvidal fight as well. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to say I don't care about that fight because I do, but Masvidal is seeing a whole a lot of the the Diaz brother treatment right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the UFC is starving for stars, absolutely starving for stars. And you get a guy that goes out there and gets a marquee victory over a name opponent. And all of a sudden, he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Listen, I, 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 you know, I said on the show that Jorge Masvidal could win that fight. He absolutely could, and he did, and he did so in electrifying fashion. Um, and Masvidal is a veteran of the game. He's been around for a long time. He's super talented. Uh, he's always a pick em in every fight he's in. Very difficult guy to prepare for. And like I said. Uh, I put the little stat up. The last time Jorge Masvidal was knocked out was the last time I was knocked out. It was a long, long time ago, man. So it wasn't like Till was it. it I don't. I wasn't anticipating Till finishing him. So that's a. I mean, that's a big. They're just giving him a lot of push real quick, and same thing with Askren. But it's because they're so star uh, 
deprived. You know, they need somebody that they can launch into the stratosphere. Um, and I would imagine that the winner of this fight probably gets a title shot. I, I, I think that that's, I think that Usman and Covington is the fight to make. Mm. Uh, and I think, I think the winner of Askren Masvidal is probably going to be the, the next title shot after that. Speaking of Covington, did you see the did you see the video that Dylan Danis posted? Is he trying to be Colby Covington? No, I didn't see. Oh it. my god! It's just it. it's like a video of him laying in bed with some chick and a thong, like twerking on him, and him just running his like it's it is like textbook a Colby Covington video, and it's like yeah, I just I, I know, hope I hope Usman kills him. You know who Dylan Danis reminds me of? And every high school had this. There was like the one fringe kid that like their parents made a lot of money. So by default, they got to hang out with all the cool kids. Mm -hmm. Um, Just, you know, as a, as a sort of precursor, because the cool kids wanted to use like his pool in the summertime or wanted to, you know, whatever, maybe he had a hot sister or something like that. So like by default, he just gets lumped in with these kids that's how Dylan is with Connor. Like it's just Dylan Danis is relevant because of Connor McGregor. Now I'm not saying that what he, what he has accomplished in the jujitsu world isn't, you know, that's nothing to scoff at. He's, he's a very decorated grappler. You know, that there's a lot to be said about his accomplishes accomplishments in that arena. But dude, outside of that, man, he just sits there with those weird lazy eyes that are far apart with that blank ventriloquism, you know, puppet stare. And he just, dude, he is not, he ain't it, bro. Is what I'm saying. Like that dude's not a star. He's, he's either got trolling perfected or he is just as dumb as everybody thinks he is. It's gotta be one of the two. I, I, I don't know which one it is, but it's just I don't I'm not a Dylan Danis fan at all. And I think the moment he fights anybody with any sort of skill, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. All he does is fight. I mean, he's fought nothing but tomato cans so far. Yeah. So it is what it is. But I didn't see that video. Oh, OK. Um, well, yeah. I, it just it popped up on Instagram. I think it was yesterday. And I was uh-huh. just like. Yeah. So. And then in a non marquee matchup. Cub Swanson coming back fighting Shane Burgos. I hate this matchup for Cub. I freaking hate it. I, 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 do I think Burgos will stand there and bang with him? And that's what Cub needs at this point in his career. Somebody that's willing to stand there and strike. I think he will. But Burgos hits hard and he's durable. And Cub is not as durable as he once was. And Burgos is going to be way bigger than him. This is not a good matchup for Cub. Not a good matchup. I, I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not happy about it. I'm not, and that's not just because I want to see, I want to see Cub win. I just, as a fan of the dude, it's, it's not a good matchup. And speaking of guys that I'm fans of with bad matchups too, BJ Penn versus Clay Guido. What the hell is happening in the world? Like, <laughs> dude, what is like, happening, man? Oh man. It's like, what is boy, that? would that be a fight, you know, 15 years ago? But, right. but yeah, in thou- order to schedule that fight, you'd have to drag Clay Guido away from fighting Roger Huerta because that's the only person he fought for like four years straight. It was right. like Andre Olovsky and Tim Sylvia fighting. It's like the only th- only those two fought. So, but yeah, that's uh, I mean, you got to throw two guys like that against each other because then it brings the old heads back to watch. You know what I mean? The, the, yeah. I don't know. It's like yeah. when they did like the legend fights. So not that Clay Guida's a legend. I mean, but I, I mean, he yeah, I he, he doesn't have, doesn't necessarily have the resume, but he definitely, yes, I, I, I would agree for, for anybody who's watched the UFC in the past 10 years, they know who Clay Guida is. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think he lives on an MMA lore forever. I mean, you're talking about like the guy that was the original dude that drove an RV to every event. Um, you know, letting out those huge belches in between mm-hmm. rounds and stuff like that, nonstop energy, the, uh, you know, the hair, all that stuff. Looking like, the, know, the, looking like the kid from the Wild Thornberries. Right, right, right. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. UFC 236 is yeah. stacked. I'm, I was just, I'm looking at the card. 
And uh, yeah, 2007 me is really excited for Clay Guida versus BJ Penn. That's what I was trying yeah. to get at. Super pumped about that. Um, but yeah, 236, absolutely stack card. I'm I'm pumped because we're going right. to watch it together. Yes, we will be together. Um, real quick, any uh, any Pittsburgh listeners out there, uh, the Fistful of Cash Boys will be at a Penguins playoff game. So uh, hit us up. We'll meet up, grab some drinks. Uh, yeah, yes. So the Pens actually clinched tonight. Well, they're up 4-1 on the Red Wings with like 12 minutes left. So they clinched tonight. Looking like they're going to play the Islanders in the first round. Um, should Islanders should be the home team as well. So we'll get to either go to game three or game four. Hopefully it's game four for a sweep. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. You've never been to a hockey game, have you? Uh, no, oh, I have boy. not. I have oh. not. The best sporting event, hands down, for- to go to live without question. Listen, there's a so hockey's an interesting, uh, an interesting conundrum for me because there's things about it that would make it the sport that I would love the most. And then there's things about it that would make it the sport that I, I dislike the most. So to go with things that I dislike one, there's too many foreign people in it. Um, I don't, I can't, I can't keep track. I can't keep track of it. Um, I can't root for Russians. So I have a hard time with that. Um, and the other thing is that it's on ice and as a person with knee issues it's very nerve-wracking to me to see people slipping and sliding around on ice i don't like that what i do like though i like that it's fast-paced i like that the fans are absolutely rabid uh and bloodthirsty and i love the fact that they get to fight and nobody makes them apologize after the fact um so you know in those sense in that sense i really really like uh I really like hockey and there's another there's other reasons why I don't like it. So, you know, I'm excited, man. I'm I'm really excited. What do you think about before we move away from MMA real quick? Um let's see if we let's look at the logistics of maybe doing like a fight companion episode uh to the event. Like maybe just hook up some microphones or something like that. Um and maybe just do like a maybe do like a fight companion. Just at least maybe for like the title fight or something like that. I don't know. It'd be a hard with some of the uh, the people we're going to be hanging out no, with, there might be one of them. One of them, yeah. All right, we'll, we'll see. Never mind. As, I, as I'm starting to say it out loud, maybe I'm thinking this is a bad idea. Yeah. Um, but real quick, uh, the the Connor Khabib oh, controversy. God. Yeah. So those of you uninitiated, uh, Connor posted a picture of Khabib. Uh, I don't know if it was at his wedding day or what, but. Um, Khabib sitting next to his wife, who was in very uh, orthodox, traditional Muslim garb, which means that she was covered completely. And Connor called Khabib's wife a towel. Um, and then a whole a whole lot of shit got kicked off after that. Um, Khabib in ultimate retaliation, which I, in my opinion was the kill shot. Um posted a picture of Connor with his side piece and called him a rapist and said that justice will be served. Uh, not, n- nothing screams kill shot, like putting a picture of a dude with a side piece out on the internet for the entire world to see. Um, thoughts. I mean, yeah, I definitely think Khabib won this uh th- this online beef <laughs> and then connor's retaliation with the whole plot twist under the towel was a goat that's dude i'm telling yeah. you you're writing your own obituary dude like we went over this after khabib and connor fought and the disrespect right. he showed towards khabib's religion that's not the type of dude that you want to disrespect like this like you're gonna find like you're gonna find Connor tied to a wall, stoned to death. Like, and it's it's not gonna be it, um, he, <laughs> that dude's so damn dumb. It, it, it's not gonna and see. Here's the thing though: it's not gonna be anybody like from no. Khabib's doing. Like, so you're talking about you're insulting a culture that kills that kills people. They have honor killings. You know what I mean? Where it's like 
this we're talking about a religion uh or or a sex of a religion i'm not gonna right. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna put them all together but you're talking about there's individual sex within the religion that still do honor killings you know so you're literally going out there and you got away with it once disrespecting islam as as much as he did and now he's going to this extent you know whether khabib orchestrates says anything does anything or not there's like depending on what fundamentalist line you fall under there's like strict you know sort of adherence to rules where people are like oh no we've got to do something about this whether khabib wants it done or not people will take that out of his hands and be like no 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 no. we can't have somebody you know disrespecting our faith like this and you know honestly it's one thing for connor to do that but to put a magnifying glass on his own selfishness he's putting his family in danger by insulting uh you know is islam and and muslims the way that he does you know what i can't remember what it was called but wasn't there something where like a french cartoonist like drew what they thought the prophet muhammad looked like or something like that and then muslims went to like the the Mm -hmm. the newspaper office and killed him in the like like was it like five six years ago something like that bro that was for a cartoon a cartoon dude we're way past cartoons here i think it's irresponsible i mean obviously it's ugly on the sport i don't believe conor mcgregor to be a martial artist obviously and he's never conducted himself as a martial artist he's always been a fighter and a prize fighter at that um he has never shown the discipline or respect necessary to in my opinion warrant the title martial artist and stood for what martial arts are supposed to stand for so i'm not surprised by his behavior um but dude even floyd mayweather and all his brashness knows when it's time to shut the mm-hmm. fuck up like what are you doing dude what are you doing like i um you know hey man whether it's the ira or what whatever it is that conor mcgregor continues to get himself you know his whole the 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 perfect example of when he knew he was in over his head was what was that in between the second and third round when he tries to tell Khabib it's only right. business. Oh, yeah. It was just oh, yeah. business. Bro, that's like that that's like that Kevin Hart skit where he's talking about his dad getting beat up and then his dad's asking the dude that's beating him up whether or not the dude's done. <laughs> like, are you done? Like, that's not your line, bro. <laughs> like you're getting pieced up in front of millions of people and you're trying to tell him it's only business. What do you think he's gonna take it easy on you now? Dude, you, you've you've gone too far. And what's happened is is the memory of that ass beating has worn off is what's happened. That 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 sting of that defeat has been numbed by proper 12 whiskey, and he forgot what it was like to get trounced in front of millions of people, and he's running his mouth again. The problem is, is that he is going way above and beyond anything he ever said and did leading up to the Khabib fight. Uh, so I'm not going to say I'm worried for him, but... I'm not going to be surprised by anything that comes from this. And I also think that they, I, I'm not about the apology culture, but I also think that uh, I think that there should be a code of conduct the same way that the NFL, NBA, NHL, PGA, MLB has a code of conduct on what you can and can't say shit talking aside. There should be some things where it's like, Hey man, yeah. that might be a little bit too much. Hell Miguel Torres. I don't know if you remember Miguel Torres, WEC featherweight or bantamweight champ years ago got cut by the ufc because um he mentioned something about a a white van being a rapist van or a a free candy van or something like that they cut him just for saying that like i think it's like the infant days of twitter shit he might have posted on myspace they cut him because of that come on man i mean that's there's got to be some sort of uh standard of practice if you will and there isn't one but anyway all right Yes. Final four this weekend, man. Final four, we we're here. Um, everybody's bracket is shot to shit, so we, we, there's no. Nah, not true. Uh, my it, bracket, my bracket's not shot to uh, shit. Virginia, baby. Okay. UVA. Right. Virginia. Okay, outside of UVA. All right. So, 
Yeah, let's talk about that game because I feel like this is the easy yeah. one to cover. Um, Virginia taking on Auburn. I think we're both in agreement that Auburn's sh- shooting cannot continue the way it has. And I think this big layoff in between games is going to be the icing, if you will, to actually ice this streak down. <clears throat> I like Virginia at, at minus five. I feel like that's the safest play of everything I'm looking at here. I think Virginia minus five is probably going to be yeah, the safest play. I, I agree with you. There, I, we talked about this earlier. There's two things that haven't happened in this tournament yet, and that's Auburn have one of what Auburn had multiple times throughout the year, a terrible shooting night because anybody who watches college basketball knows that Auburn lives and dies by the three. They're the Houston Rockets of college basketball. And the other thing that hasn't happened in this tournament is Virginia put together a complete game. So Virginia got buckets against Purdue, but as the number three team in the nation against three-point shooting, you let Carson Edwards drop 40-plus on you? Like, don't get me wrong, Carson Edwards is a hell of a baller. The kid can score. But Virginia prides itself on its defense, and you let Carson Edwards put up 40 on you. And without a ridiculous tip out on a missed free throw to Diakati for a buzzer beater to send it to overtime. Virginia's home. They're not playing this weekend. So <clears throat> I think Virginia puts together an offensive show and a defensive show and covers this five points. I like Jared Harper. Um, for those of you who have watched the wire, um, dude looks just like Marlowe from the wire an absolute spitting image. Um, Bryce Brown's I'm not, I mean, he does without right. the scar. The only thing he's missing is the scar. He is Marlowe. Yeah. Um, Bryce, Bryce Brown's playing out of his mind, but I think the absence of Okiki is going to be the big difference here. They don't really have an inside presence. Spencer's not good enough, uh, to bang with Virginia's big dudes. So I like as much as I hate to say it because I can't stand this little asshole. I think Kyle guy has another fantastic game from behind the three point line. And I think Virginia wins this game and covers the five points. Yeah. I'm actually looking at, uh, looking at alternative lines and Virginia minus 10 is coming in at plus plus one seventy, And I, I'm really for whatever reason, feeling it's really surprising that, that they're minus um, five. And if you take the minus 10, you're only getting a plus 170. <clears throat> that's like they, right. they, that's like that's basically the odds makers saying that Auburn wins a close one or Virginia wins a blowout. That That's the only two ways they see right. this game going, pretty much. It, because at 11 and a half, you're yes, a plus 225. Yeah. So two, two points takes you up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's. I'll probably just stick with the Virginia minus five, honestly, because that five points that gives you the ability to cover at the end of the game with free throws. So anything like we've said this at the beginning of the tournament, anything under six gives you the ability to cover with free throws with Auburn and their three point shooting. They might foul until they're down nine thinking that they can bang three quick threes. So, but yeah, so I like Virginia minus five for sure. All right, so here's a here's a fun little prop bet, and we'll move on to the next game after this. But total three point <laughs> field goals made, they got it coming in over. at seventeen and a half, hands down. Over, over. Auburn, Auburn shoots thirty five threes a game. They're gonna make. They're gonna That's make true. eight or nine. Okay. Good. And like I said, right. And then you just need, yeah. to, you just need to Kyle Guy and Ty Jerome. They're on fire right now. So I fully, yeah, I like over seventeen and a half for sure. All right, let's see. All right, so the other half of the final four, uh, Texas Tech, Michigan State. And you got Michigan State, two-and-a-half-point favorite. This is tough. Uh, over over Texas Tech. I'm I'm torn on this game. We talked about this one earlier. I'm torn on this game because Texas Tech is playing fantastic yeah, I mean, basketball I, right now. We covered we – covered, we talked about a Tech game probably halfway through the season, and I stick by what I said – when they're clicking, like when all when when Mooney and Moretti and Jarrett Culver, when that entire team is clicking, Texas Tech is the best team in the country. And right now, since the round of sixty-four, 
Texas Tech has been clicking on all cylinders. Moretti is hitting every open shot he sees. Mooney is, you know, penetrate and kick. And Jarrett Culver is, I'm telling you, Jarrett Culver is going to be a perennial all-star in the NBA. That kid is unbelievable. His length, his ability to shoot, his presence on the defensive end. The kid, the kid is so good. Um, prop bet that I like is Jarrett Culver to win most outstanding player award at plus 600. Obviously tech has to win, you know, the, you know, somebody off the winning team is going to get that, but at a plus 600 and I like tech's chances just as much as Michigan state or Virginia's to win this championship. Um, I think that's an interesting play. Um, what's, uh, what's the over under on this game? Let's see. Over under is currently sitting at like, 132. Like yeah, Michigan State shooting yeah. the ball well. McQuaid's shooting well. Kenny Kenny Goins got it going. Um, Cassius Winston's unbelievable. Dude's a beast. Uh, Xavier Tillman's playing. I yeah, I think both teams. I think both teams score mid sixties at least. So yeah, probably I like the over 132 more than taking a spread in this. Honestly. Because I think this is this is legit a virtual coin toss. Yeah, the farthest line alternative line I can see up for total points is one thirty eight. One thirty eight is coming in at plus one seventy. Yeah, then you're yeah, then you're so, banking on throw that somebody there. to score mid seventies probably. I I just I, think I like the one thirty two, and if I have to pick a winner, I'd I'd pick Sparty. Just because I think they're playing such good basketball, but so is Tech. It's this game. I I really hope it's not a disappointment. I really hope it's a close game, man. Because yeah. Tom Izzo finally got the monkey off his back and beat Coach K. Tech finally made the Final Four. They just two extremely deep, well balanced on offense and defense teams. This is going to be a really good game. <clears throat> I want to throw this out there and just as a, I don't know, just as an advisory thing more than anything else, because I'm seeing it on all of these prop sites is the f- props that are first to 10 mm-hmm. points and first to 20 points, regardless of the odds that you get on those, it's a coin toss. I, I, I would have literally approached these guys as if you're doing, you're picking the coin toss on like for the Super Bowl or something like that. It's not, I would not be enticed by any sort of fantastic, uh, if you can even find it, any sort of odds on this. Like for the example, Texas Tech, first to reach 20 points in this game, coming in at plus 120. I, I think that's just a money, I think it's a money pit. I would avoid stuff like that. Just my personal opinion, I would avoid plays like that. No, I agree with you. Yeah, you never know that? who's going to come out hot. Um, the plus 120 intrigues me a little bit because Michigan State this year has been notorious for slow starts and they're a much better second half team. Um, but that did not stand true uh, against LSU. That did not stand true against Minnesota. They jumped out to 20 point, 20 point leads quick and in a hurry in those games. Um, but right. here, here's one that's interesting for me. Um, number three seeds are 13 and three against the spread since the final four has been created. So tech Tech's a three seed 13 and three, um, two seeds are only 10 and 18 against the spread during final fours. So that's interesting to me. Uh, unders. I know I said, take the over the trends are for unders in the final four. Um, Favorites are 34 and 34 against the spread since 1985. So it's a pick them. So, and dogs have been covering a lot in this tournament. I mean, the the first, the first two days was just, yeah. I think it's, I think it started out nine out of 10, nothing, nine out of 10 dogs covered. So yeah. Yeah. I Virginia minus five. I'm still sticking with the over on the tech Michigan state. Um, and then the championship all depends. Uh, we'll we'll put a play up on Instagram for that since we won't be recording again before then. But for yeah. ratings-wise, we talked about this earlier. I'm sure the NCAA is praying for Michigan State-Virginia because Tech-Auburn 
Um, yeah. Talk about ratings in the gutter. I, I really think they're yeah. just praying for Michigan yeah. State more than anything else. Just, I mean, because even just Tech Auburn or Tech Virginia is still not going to play. Yes, you need you yes, need Michigan, Michigan State. State is the big name. Virginia, outside of the past five or six years with Tony Bennett, really hasn't been. Yeah, Michigan State has been Michigan right. State for shit as long as Tom Izzo has been there. So, yeah. Right, Tom and Miriam, yeah. So, all right. Well, we covered a lot, dude. We covered a lot this episode. Um, it's a lot more than I thought we were going to. Uh, trying to think of what we got coming up this week. There's no fights this weekend. Um, when's the Terrence Crawford no. Amir Khan fight? That's not this I don't, weekend. I don't. I don't believe so. Okay. Real quick before we leave college basketball, no, no, no. Um, something to look at, guys. Since we won't record before yeah. then. Right now, Vegas has the odds out for an Auburn versus Texas Tech matchup. If it if it were to be the two dogs, they've got Texas Tech at minus one. If that's the matchup and Tech comes out at minus one, pound that shit. Take Tech minus one all day. That that I, I there's no way. I I don't see how it can be a one point spread. Auburn Michigan State Michigan State would only be minus four against Auburn. Michigan State would be plus one against Virginia, and Tech would be plus four against Virginia. Um, either one of those against Auburn, Michigan State minus four or Tech minus one. I like both of those a lot. So if Auburn wins, get ready to pound the pound the favorite. All right, sounds good. I will. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll 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 definitely have to keep everybody abreast of what's going on on Instagram. All right, guys, if you like the podcast, like always, feel free to support on Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash fistful of cash. Follow us on Instagram, fistful of cash podcast. Um, shoot us an email. Got some fan mail this last week, which was pretty cool. Uh, fistful of cash, P-O-D at gmail.com. And if you can't remember any of this stuff, I put everything in the show notes. So go to the show notes and all of our, uh, you know, whatever you want to call them, quick links to our social media are there, emails there, all that good stuff is there. You guys can always find us uh, readily accessible. Was supposed to do a guest spot on Craft Conversations yesterday, but uh, the host of that show, Brian, had something pop up. Uh, so we're just going to reschedule for a later date. No big deal. Uh, appreciate you guys that went and showed him support and subscribed to his show. That episode is coming sooner rather than later. It's just a matter of getting everything figured out uh logistically so that'll be pretty cool when that happens plus always a good time to just sit down and talk to a, a fellow veteran and drink some beers and just sort of hang out let's see here i want to do top locations and everything for this last episode all right so top countries the u.s canada australia the uk germany new zealand and spain so Top city. Pittsburgh. Take a guess. Oh, Chicago. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Honolulu. Coming back in. We're we're so popular in Hawaii. We need, listen, we need to go to Hawaii. We are so popular there. All right. Uh, (laughs) We got whole, we got Honolulu, Honolulu, Hawaii, Newark, New Jersey, Toronto, LA, Glendale, California, Arlington, Texas. El Monte, California, Victoria, British Columbia, St. Paul, Minnesota, Mountain View, California, Pittsburgh, Athens, Georgia, and Las Vegas rounding out. So appreciate all you guys. Um, grand total, just, just real quick. We had downloads in 12 different countries last episode and coming through in 90 total cities, 90 total cities, uh, different cities with downloads and, uh, with the different countries as well so pretty cool appreciate the support guys like i said follow us on everything you can social media wise and then reach out reach out to us on there we're always available to answer any betting questions like i said want to make you a better better um that's all i got man i'll talk to you guys next week dude we're gonna have we're gonna have to record shit we're gonna have to record before i I have a a betting question for you so i played a 16 parlay tonight plus Yes, plus plus two thousand. Sixteen parlay. Uh, Got it. Okay. Hit the first four legs. Uh, oh, the Yankees won. Took the Pens minus one and a half. Okay. Took Carolina. Took Buffalo. Um, the Sabers minus one and a half. Those four hit. 
Uh, I took the Pirates minus one and a half. They're up two nothing in the top of the ninth right now. The last leg, Bucks versus Sixers. Okay. I took the Bucks money line. We got a tie ball game at sixty to sixty in the third. Do I hedge or do I ride Giannis and ride him to the no. promised land of a plus two thousand parlay? You ride him. You got it. All right. You ride him to the promised land of a plus two thousand parlay. Yeah. No, so listen, the, yes, guys, the smart sure. betting thing to do is hedge. However, yeah, take that. The smart betting thing to do is hedge. Four hundred dollars. Um, nah. <laughs> right, but Giannis has been just yeah. Let let the Greek let the Greek freak. Yeah, I'm freak sure, hoping so. Uh, uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind it one bit. Yeah. All right. Yes, sir. Plus two thousand. You said, yes, sir. Goodness. Um, Amir Khan, Terrence Jeez, Crawford man. is on April twentieth. Yeah, Amir up. Khan coming in at a plus eleven hundred. Put your grandma's pension on Terrence, Terrence Crawford at a minus sixteen hundred. Yeah, yeah. Inside the distance yeah. too. Bud's gonna end Khan's that going real night, quick and night. in a hurry. Um, in my last, yeah, not nine and a half. <laughs> they have nine and a half. They have minus, it's minus two fifty under. Under nine. <laughs> nope. Oh, shit. you know what you, you can make money, make money on? Yeah, they know he's going to sleep on Loma. He's only a minus so. 7,000. <laughs> oh, you can make money on that. You Listen, shout out to the one person that did bet their grandma's pension on Loma yeah. last time we said to. You made Yahoo. If, Appreciate that. If you're feeling, I'm 100% claiming you're feeling that frisky, as Anthony Crolla is a plus 3,000. You know what, man? The dude, the way the way cats have been getting slept lately. Who the hell knows Damn, what's going to happen? Sixers are up seven. Um, yeah, you, know, you got two guys trying to punch each other in the face. You never know what. Uh, no, you never know what could happen. But anyway, all right. Crawford sleeping. Crawford sleeping. Con and Loma should win handedly unless he gets cocky and gets caught. But I don't see that happening. But anyway. All right, that's it. I'm out of here. I'll talk to you guys on uh, yep. next As week. As always, guys, clear on social media. Peace.